This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs, donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now, here's Christopher Hart, Rich Jekyll, and Lucy Valido. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination. More do we ever have a winning combination for your trip with us today, ladies and gentlemen. And ladies and gentlemen, of course, we have... Well, at least half of the award-winning combination from SCORE, the award-winning volunteer Lucy Polito with us today. How you doing, Lucy? I am good. I'm missing Rich, but I'm still good anyway. Yeah, he couldn't be with us today, but he'll be back next week. And in the meantime, I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. But, of course, this show is all about SCORE and everything SCORE has got going on and everything they have to offer to you if you are an entrepreneur, perhaps want to be an entrepreneur, maybe have a great idea, you'd like to run it by some people who can give you a good, honest opinion about it, uh, SCORE, they are the folks to talk to. And it's getting easier and easier because, they, once again, the SCORE offices at the National Entrepreneur Center, which is located in the Orlando Fashion Square, and that is on the west end. The offices are open and perhaps maybe going to ease them open a little bit more soon, hopefully, Lucy? Yes, hopefully. You know, uh, we are all anxious. You know, we all enjoy meeting the people and doing a one-to-one type uh, person in in person. So we hope that we can be uh, ready to open in May, but we're still looking into that. I guess hopefully maybe by next week I'll have better news. But meanwhile, of course, we are available by phone, as you know, and uh, we can try to make as, as good a connection as we possibly can. All right. And the phone number to call to make an appointment or maybe just to get an answer to a question, which they can find for you, is 407-420-4844 for SCORE, 407-420-4844. And, of course, we always invite you to go to Orlando.score.org and sign up for the newsletter. That way you'll get alerts and you'll know everything that SCORE's got going on and going to have going on in the near future, and maybe even sometimes the far future. But it is 407-420-4844 for the phone number, orlando.score.org for the website. And, of course, the website now also has an archive of all the radio shows that we've done over the years and all of the Zoom presentations that SCORE has been doing over the last couple of years and that archive continues to grow as well so you can take advantage of that if you have missed perhaps a coffee with the leader presentation that you might have heard something about or you wanted to see it or it's coming up and you won't be able to make it you can find it afterwards at that archive and that's all at orlando.score.org and because now it is uh They are beginning to do live presentations again at the National Entrepreneur Center. Those will still continue to be Zoom events uh, as well, will they not, Lucy? Yes. Yep. So eh, you got the best of both worlds coming at you at SCORE. And they've been there for, for you right from the very beginning. And even because even though the, the basically the workload got heavier, not easier for, for you guys down there, right, Lucy? Yes, that is so true. We uh, we thought it would be uh, an easy time, and it wasn't. It was probably we were all very very busy during the pandemic. It was amazing. I, I was technically I was very surprised actually, and that has continued right on through, right? 
Yeah, it has continued. Yes. And so, so that's why we're looking forward to being in, in the office in person, because uh, we can do a better job really uh, dealing with people and even directing them to even some of the same organizations that are within our area. Right, because there are now, I think, 15 or 16 organizations at the National Entrepreneur Center, all of them yes. there to help entrepreneurs, obviously. Yes. And it's uh, it's a great network of skilled people and, and, and great programs, and they're all there, once again, to help you succeed. So please do take advantage of it one way or the other. And also, uh, and Rich would be mad at me if I didn't mention this some point during the show, uh, you can also go to Score Orlando on Facebook and uh, see what's going on there and, and send a like to us if you would. That would be really nice. All right. So, as I said, uh, Score is all about uh, what's going on in the community and how they can help uh, what's going on in the community. And we like to get a feel for how things are going out there. So that brings us to our guest today. Uh, he's actually an acquaintance of of Rich. That's uh, Rich Jekyll, of course, of SCORE. And uh, I'd like to welcome to the show today, Bill Maloney. Bill, thanks for joining us. You bet. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, the first thing we like to do is find out a little bit about the guest himself before we get to the business end of things. So give us a little history of yourself. Like, for instance, are you from Orlando? If not, where are you from? And and, then take it from there, if you would. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm actually from Michigan, and I kind of call Royal Oak, Michigan, which is a suburb of Detroit, my hometown. But I've lived kind of all over, the Mich- you know, Michigan, from Traverse City up in the northwest to uh, right on Lake Erie in the southeast, and spent a lot of time on boats. And when I was young, I started out uh, working for my dad in his restaurant, and did that through high school, and left there. Went down, back down to the Detroit area, and I've pretty much been in the automotive industry for about the last 40 to 45 years. And so this is a little bit new when we started this up, but my background was all in like a engineering aspect with automotive and working through maintenance departments and project engineering and all that kind of stuff, which is pretty much just running a business. Is that uh, kind of uh, in, in the blood in, in Detroit that uh, one way or the other you're going to find your way into the automobile industry? Yeah. And, you know, automotive, like I say, I, I really enjoyed doing that. I was with Ford Motor Company for about 15 years. And right. I was with like three other tier one automotive suppliers for another 15 to 20 years. And, yeah, I always enjoyed doing that. And, It was my dad that actually started the first boat that was down here, and that was back in about 1981. And And he had been here for years, and I was never involved with the family business as far as the boat goes. My sister and my younger brother were both in it and for years and years and did it. My brother had his captain's license and all that kind of stuff. My sister always worked in the office and sales and marketing. And so it was kind of a good fit. And I guess to cut to the chase, what happened was back in 2012, the boat that was here at that time, which was a boat that my dad had and it sold to another local family here, they operated for about 10 years and the economy wasn't doing great and all the different things. And anyway, they ended up going out of business. And so they got a hold of me 
and says, hey, we'd be interested in, you know, I shouldn't say they got a hold of it. That was my brother and my sister got a hold of me and says, look, we'd be kind of interested in putting some something else in here. We think we can make a go of it. And so I went to work putting together business plans. And like I say, I'd never worked on the boat before. So, but all the business side is just what I did in the engineering and automotive and got all this stuff put together and started looking for different folks as far as uh, financing and all that for the project and put everything together and went through and they seem to like what all we got together and here I am. <laughs> so, uh, so when did you come real, down real to quick, uh, Florida? Excuse, excuse, excuse me, Lucy. Let, Actually, let, came down to uh, Florida in, I believe it was late 2011. I, was, I had moved to Alabama. And in 2011, it's like I decided once I was getting all these business plans going and everything else, it's like this is a good good thing here. I think this is going to work as long as we follow the plan. Our numbers should all be good. And I actually sold my house in Alabama and used that money to put into the the boat once we found the boat as far as startup capital. And, yeah, found a boat. That took a while because we looked at a lot of different boats. And But for this river here, you know, we're inland. Uh, it's a shallow river and nice and easy waters. We don't get... You know, we'll get some waves out on the lake, but you get into the river and stuff, it calms right down. And so we we didn't want your classic big V-haul out here. We wanted something that kind of went along with the history of the area and all that. And so we ended up with the paddle wheel boat. <laughs> and uh, the boat he's talking about is part of the St. John's Rivership Company. And by the way, the website is St. John's Rivership and then CO.com. St. John's Rivership CO.com. And uh, so you're just hearing him describe that that's, that's the boat. So it is located at Docks in Sanford, does it not? Yes, right in Sanford on what they call Marina Island. And there's a big marina out here. And this island's right in the center of it. You just drive out and right up Palmetto Avenue, and we are right there on the right-hand side. You can't miss that great big boat sitting there. <laughs> now, we, we're going to take a break here in just a moment, and Bill Maloney is who we're speaking with. But real quick, I, I would assume that your engineering skills are come in handy You know, when it comes to uh, not only selecting the boat but helping to maintain it and understanding how it runs and operates. Oh, absolutely. We've used so much of that on different things and even modifications to the boat and laying things out. And yeah, it's it's really came in handy on lots of occasions. <laughs> I, I think you were the perfect guy for that. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say. All right. And when we come back, once again, we'll continue the conversation and we'll tell you how you can take advantage of a cruise on the St. John's River via the St. John's Rivership Company. All right. And don't forget, you're listening to What's the Score? And that website is Orlando.score.org. Please do sign up for the excellent newsletter there. And somebody was asking me, Lucy, is the climb event in the archive now? Has that been put up there? 
The, you know, I don't know. I'll have to check that out with we'll uh, find the out. people at the office. Yeah, we'll find out for next week's show. Yeah. But uh, those are the type of things that will be in the archive. If they're not already, they will soon be. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. But uh, as we told you a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of the key people at SCORE, Robin Corbeil, uh, has moved on. So there's been a transition going on here. We really miss Robin, of course. She's been a great plus for the show on the side that you never get to see. Or here, <laughs> for that matter. But anyway, we're here. We're here now, and we'll be right back with more of What's the Score. We are What's the Score, and we are back, and we thank you once again for listening and telling your friends and family. We really appreciate that as well. Lucy Polito of Score and myself, Christopher Hart, are here with Bill Maloney today. He's with the St. John's Rivership Company, and that's stjohnsrivershipco.com, St. John's Rivership CO for the company.com. And we were just talking about how life has brought you here and sort of an opportune moment with the, uh, with the right skills, even though you've never, you said you'd never been on a boat much. I mean, I, I presume you mean one of this size because you said you spent a lot of time on the water in uh, Michigan. Did you not? Yes. I've been all over the great lakes and actually lived right off Lake Erie for, uh, well, several years. And, Loved being on the water and all that, and actually just kind of got to fill of snow and decided to get out of there and went to Alabama, <laughs> then bounced to Florida from there. And, uh, did you do much boating in Alabama? Because they got like lots of rivers there, don't they? They do, but uh, I did not. In fact, really, I've never been on a boat in Alabama. Uh, when I went there, I was that was all about the mountains. Okay. And yeah, I live up on a mountain there. And so needless to say, outside of the pond uh, at my place, we, there isn't any lakes right there on, you know, that I'm at. But uh, having been on and around the Great Lakes, uh, obviously, uh, comes to, benefits you because uh, Lake Monroe can be pretty choppy sometimes. You say you get up in the river there, it calms down. But the lake itself is, it's a pretty good sized lake. I mean, it's no great lake, but it's a pretty good sized one after all, isn't it? Yeah, it's about three miles across and about five miles long. And like today, we had a pretty good nor'easter blowing, and we had white caps and stuff out on the lake. Sure. And so that part was pretty busy, but once you get through the bridges and onto the St. John's, it, it calms right down. But, yeah, it was a little tricky coming in today with the wind into the marina. I bet it was. Uh, makes for an exciting trip, though. And uh, now – this is, uh, as you said, this is a, fam- a family operation? Yes. Actually, when we, we first started out, it was my brother and sister and I. And we found the boat that we wanted, and we had to bring it over. It was originally over in the, uh, what's the name of that? Anyway, south of, of Tampa. And we went over there and found this boat that another company had, and they really weren't doing much with it. And so we brought it here, which was, that was quite a trip in itself. Because here the the boat started out about 160 miles away from the dock here. And we had to go about 640 miles to get here. Because we had to take it all the way down the, the Gulf across Tampa Bay and went down and got in the uh, Okeechobee Waterway and brought it across there and got into the intercoastal 
and take it all the way up to Jacksonville because that's the only place St. John ties into the ocean. It's, it and out, got yeah. into the river in Jacksonville and brought it back down here. Wow. Uh, wow. Quite a journey. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was quite a trip just doing that. And, of course, none of us were familiar with the boat and what was going on. So there was, you know, it was kind of an interesting was, trip coming it, through. It was more like an adventure. How long did that take? Uh what was it? I believe it was seven days and we were running around the clock 24 hours a day, except for one night. We had a drawbridge on the Okeechobee waterway that wasn't manned at night. And so that's what we had to do was, you know, we spotted down there for a few hours and waited for the bridge tender to return and open up. And then we took off. But aside from that, we ran 24 seven for a week. Well, you didn't have to stop and refuel. No, it's kind of amazing. This The ship actually is fairly efficient. We've got a twin, they're 855 Cummins diesels in them. And what they do is they run hydraulic pumps that run the paddle wheels. And then the other end of the engine ties into a generator. So that gives us all our power. And we can actually run the entire ship off of one engine. If we go to two engines, we get a little bit more speed out of it. But not, more, you know, it's a paddle boat. You're not going to pull a skier with it. Sure. But, uh, yeah, we came across, and here I'm, of course, you know, with my background, I'm looking at, okay, planning everything, and where can we get in if we need to get fuel and all that. And we ran that entire trip all the way around on 2,500 gallons of fuel. We never refueled till we got back here to Sanford. <laughs> wow. Uh, you should have made like a reality TV show out of it. That must have been pretty interesting coming around there. And uh, so I, I take it that this was over in the Sarasota area. You said it was where you found found the. And by the way, what's the name? Was, uh, what's the name of this? Yeah, over around Tampa. Just what was it? Actually, I think it was north of uh, Tampa Bay. And I, I forget the name of that little town there. But anyway, that's that's where he picked it up over there. Oh, oh yeah, that might where the Greek village is there. Oh, what's the name? That's, Tarpon, uh, Tarpon. What's that? Crystal. What is it over there? Oh, Crystal River. Crystal River, man. Ah, uh, uh, anyway, my my co-host will know. Those, uh, right. If I for, you know try to forget about it, then I'll remember. Okay. The name. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, and what's the name of the what's the name of the vessel? Uh, we actually that's a little bit of a story too. The name of the ship is the Barbara Lee. And the reason we named it that, we were trying to come up with a name. And about a year prior to us starting this up, we lost our mom to uh, pancreatic cancer. And we were trying to think of what to call a boat and stuff. And it was actually my brother's idea. He came up and he says, well, you know, you've got all these general lees and all these different names for boats. And it seems like anything with a lee in it fits for a paddle wheel boat. It's like, why don't we call it? Barbara Lee, because that was actually my mother's name. Oh, yeah. And uh, so that's what we decided to do, just kind of because I know she'd uh, love to go out there and, you know, be involved with it. And she was into all the decorating and all that kind of stuff on the previous boats that, you know, they had. And uh, yeah, so that's that's what we decided to do. Name it after mom. <laughs> that's great. So I'm sure she's smiling about that. How many uh, passengers can it accommodate? Right now, we are running uh, right around 160. Oh. If we're, you know, sold out. We've actually pulled some tables and stuff out uh, when all the 
COVID thing was going on. Right. And had to go to all the spacing. We put a couple back in. We used to be at uh, like 182. Wow. And but we have actually, under special circumstances, like some charters and that, that wanted to put more people on, we've, we've actually uh, had about uh, just over 200 people on and been able to, you know, serve all their meals and all that stuff at, at one time and everything went smooth. Wow. You thinking about this, uh, Lucy, and next time you got a little extra time? Well, you know, uh, I uh, know that uh, he had a group of people that uh, came back and said, and and this is just yesterday, I think, or the day before, where they went on a trip. They were very, very uh, happy with it. It was a a great day, I guess, uh, to be on the ship. And on top of that, the food was outstanding. And that's what they talked more about, how great it was. It was a great trip, but the food was outstanding. So I've never been on it. To be honest, I didn't even know that existed. So uh, I do go to Stanford every once in a while. So next time, I think I'm going to talk to a group of our SCORE friends, uh, see if we can uh, make it a, you know, a decent group and try to make it and and go there and check it out. Well, how often does it sail, Bill? Okay, our schedule, our standard schedule is five cruises a week. We do a uh, Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday, three-hour lunch cruise. Then on Thursday, which I just got off of at 3 o'clock, we do a four-hour cruise. We just run a little farther up the river. And Saturday night, we do a dinner dance cruise. Uh-huh. Now, all the, the cruises, uh, we have live entertainment on all of them. Uh, as food goes, it covers everything from hors d'oeuvres. On the lunch cruises, we do sticky, you know, our own homemade sticky. We put out uh, fruit and veggie plates to all the tables and all of the entree items as far as your actual lunch. What you do is you fill out a a menu slip that we give you and you actually select what you would like to eat. And we come around and pick them up right at the beginning of the cruise and they go to the galley and based right off the menus, that's what we cook. We cook it all right off your menu. It's not a like a buffet style, or we don't go out and just, you know, make bunch of arms or, well, Yeah, it's really done for you right off it, so everything's as fresh as it can be. And, and perhaps and, that's why they were so happy with it, because it was, as you say, as fresh as it could be. <laughs> oh, it is. I'm Every cruise, we go down there, everything from proofing and making the sauce for the sticky buns, breading the parms, when we do the Parmesan chicken, the... Uh, slicing the steaks, mashing the potatoes. The only thing that is not prepared right there on the boat is the cake that you get for dessert. And we purchased that from another local supplier here in Sanford. Wow. But Yep. Everything else is done right there on the boat off your menu. I was, I was wondering about that. So this is a pretty good sized vessel then. It is. It's uh, overall about 105 feet long. Okay. And that includes the paddles and stuff on the back. Sure. And then we got a 20-foot ramp off the front. And what's really kind of, well, unique to it is it's really designed like the old paddle wheels used to be. And they had spuds on them. I don't know if you're familiar with that. But you see some of these barges, especially, that are out in the water. And maybe they got a crane on it or whatever. And you see those big pipes coming off the corners of it. Well, what they can do with that is... Instead of trying to anchor, they really want to fix it in place. Those 
big pipes or I-beams, whatever they happen to be, drop down through the boat and go right to the bottom, and it anchors it in place. I see. And we have those spuds on this boat. And it's just another one of those things as far as adding a little more security and protection to anything. We had a medical emergency a while back uh, with one of our guests. And, you know, there's no way we could just pull up to your standard public boat ramp without ripping all the docks out and everything. We whipped up there and we were able to drop the spuds and it held the boat in place and it took care of it. Had, yeah. you know, all right. Yeah, well, we had an ambulance all on standby and all right. right on there and pulled them out. And right. well, yeah, so it's just one another one of those little nice niceties that we're throwing on there that actually has a you know a good use good deal practical good deal we'll have to ask the folks to stand by for a moment because we're out of time in this segment but we will be right back with more of what's the score okay we're back we are what's the score of course Rich Jekyll's not with us today, but of course, Lucy Polito is. I am Christopher Hart, and we're taking a fantastic journey here today with Bill Maloney. And should we call you Skipper there, Bill? Should we call you no, Skipper? No, I don't drive the boat. Oh, you don't? Okay. No, well, we hire the captains, and I cruise direct. And, you know, we were talking about my brother and sister and I started this. My brother actually started another business, and he's pursuing that. At the time. And so right now it's my sister who runs the entire office and takes care of everything in there as far as all the tickets and, you know, reservations and contracts and for charters and all that stuff. She oversees all of that. And I do pretty much the all the ship operations and mainly the business side of it as far as going through and, you know, the monthly books and all the stuff that goes along with having a business. Okay, and that business we're talking about is the St. John's Rivership Company, stjohnsrivershipco.com. And I'm sure you can go there and make reservations. And the, now I, I presume, obviously, that uh, this is available for somebody can get the whole ship for a party, but then also, uh, or, or, or how, how, does, how does that work? Let me just put the question to you. How does that work? Yeah. Sure. What we do is uh, typically we go out, we, whatever day we're booking, say it's like today, for example, we actually had some people that called and it was uh, a car club and they wanted to get out and they had a whole big group of people. And so they did a second deck charter. And what's nice about the way the boats laid out is that if you you can do a second deck charter, so you get the, the whole deck for you. That area has got its own restrooms up there. It's got its own bar. As far as the weight station and stuff like that, everything can be covered there. And our sound system runs up there. So if you want to use the ship's entertainment and have it broadcast up there, it comes out the speakers. And we've got a big screen TV on the wall that actually shows the stage. So you can see the entertainer playing or there's people down there dancing, whatever. It's got its own dance floor up there. And if you wanted to go so far as to say, I want to bring in a DJ instead of your regular music, uh, we have a a large hole in the floor that actually helps to bring a lot of the, the sound upstairs from the stage. What we can do is we got doors on it. We just close those doors and it's just like you are renting your own smaller version of the boat. 
And, but everything works the same way as far as, you know, ordering the food, it's all uh, server delivered right to your table. And yeah, everything in that regard works the same way, but you got your own deck. And that's kind of how that goes on a deck charter. And then you can also do full ship charters. And we've done several of those. We had a sorority on uh, probably a month ago now, but they came on for their date night. And so they came out with 160 people and we had a DJ on for them because that's what they wanted. I mean, that's one of the options. Now, when you're, when you come on a book, like a whole boat charter, this is all about you. So if you want to come in and do, you know, some decorating, you can do that. If you want to bring in your own entertainment, you absolutely can do that. Uh, some of them want linens. Um, other ones don't. They just say, no, we can go with the plain boat. That's fine. The However you want to set that up, it's all tailored for you. And we've done some as far as decorating and getting everything ready and the chair covers and like for some real beautiful weddings we've done out there and anniversaries. And it's almost unlimited to what you want to do, like on a, a whole boat charter as far as it's your boat, you're renting it. And we just provide the food and the staff and everything in that regard. And you can come up with whatever you want to do. Lucy, yeah, go ahead, Lucy. Yeah, uh, you know, it sounds very interesting. I really would, I, I am going to check this out, but I, I need to know, based on the amount of uh, people that go and have these big events, uh, when you, uh, for myself, for instance, if I'm going with a couple of other people, I should call for uh, uh, reservations in what period of time, like a week in advance or how long? You know, you absolutely want to call ahead of time. And one of the things we're running into right now is we have been selling out a lot of the cruises. So as soon as you know how many people you've got and what date you want to go on, you're going to want to contact the office. And the best way to do that is the phone number is 32. I got to look at my Okay, while he's doing I that, I'll give you the, the office. I'll give you the website. It's, uh, yeah, 321 441 3030. And what do you do? You can talk to any one of our sales staff. They've all been with us for a very long time. And you just tell them what date you're interested in, and they will look it up. And that's why we don't do anything on online as far as reservations. You actually want to call in and talk to them so they can really make sure what's going on for that cruise. And you can be able to sit. And of course, they're going to ask you. Do you, is everybody in your group going to be able to do stairs, for example? Because we do have, uh, really, it's three levels. If you walk, we got our main dining room, which is level with the, the bow of the ship, where you enter the ship. We've got uh, mezzanine level in the back. It's up about five steps. So then we've got a second deck. And that's where I was talking about where they did the second deck charter. And if you got somebody in there that, say, has got leg issues or whatever it happens to be. And it's like, no, we need to be on the main floor. Then they can make sure that, you know, move people around that get you seated where you need to be as long as they know that ahead of time. Now, um, what should people expect to see when they go up the river there? A little bit of everything. This time of the year is a good time to go out. Honestly, the spring is always the best right now. We have, 
ospreys that are nesting on the channel markers out here, and we've got baby ospreys in the nest. Uh, we've come across some manatees today. They're out in the river, and so they're active, which means the water temperature is up a little bit. And, of course, we did have a very mild winter, so the water temp really never got cold. But we've, we've got manatees out there, and you get the sun out, and it gets nice. And, of course, the gators are along the banks. And, of course, you know how that goes. Mother Nature is going to kind of do what it's going to do. And because I've had people after, well, you know, I was looking. I, never, I didn't see a gator. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah, we come back have, next time. They'll be there. Really, not much I can do about that. I can, I can fix you a steak, but I'm not. I can't guarantee you an alligator. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> now I got to know though. Where do you turn a hundred, hundred five foot boat around uh, on the river there? Well, we've got a couple spots we can do it. One of the one of the places is, and it works out perfect for us because you know when we leave, it's three hour cruise, so you're going to be hour and a half up and an hour and a half back. And right at that hour and a half point, there's an island. And it used to be part of the original St. John's River, which was very twisty and difficult to navigate. And they cut some canals in to make it a little easier for mariners to navigate out there. And when they did that, they cut a peninsula off with one of the channels they cut, and it created an island. And it's known as Butcher's Bend. It's a real sharp when you go around it, that's why I always talk about it, because we go around it just about the time I'm doing my narration. And I'll tell them, yeah, this is where we're going. Every single boat that went up and down the St. John's used to have to come around this corner, and it was not a good corner. And But that's what we used to turn around. And like on the four-hour today, now we went farther up the river, so we went up beyond that island. And there are spots up there. I mean, We've been doing this for about nine and a half years, so we got a pretty good idea where all these different locations are where we can go ahead and swing that boat around. And also what really helps us is our ship's what's known as a split wheel design. So there's two wheels on the back of it, two big paddle wheels, and but you can control them independently. So you can actually put one in forward and run up one in reverse and pivot the whole boat around much like you would a, a regular boat with twin engines. So we can turn around a pretty small area. Go ahead, Lucy. Yeah. I was wondering, are you open year round? Yes. Yep. We run all, all year round. In fact, our slow time is in the summer. Really? And yeah, because the, the snowbirds are all gone, you know, they've left and you know, a lot of the, well, Floridians are those year-round people that are, you know, living down here now. When it gets real hot and the humidity goes up, they tend to want to spend a little more time, you know, in their recliner watching TV with the air conditioning blowing over them than they do getting out and driving around and doing things like that because it, it does get hot. And uh, But we've definitely seen some upticks in our – cruise attendance and things like that uh, over the summer month here, months. And based on, I really believe, because there's so much expansion going on right now, and we've got so many people moving into Florida, and we're even local people here, we're getting so much more of, of those folks coming out. And, yeah, so it's it, the dynamic of the operation has changed a little bit. It used to be very dead in the summertime when we first started up. But we're seeing bigger and bigger numbers and more events, a lot more charters and things like that going on in the 
what used to be our slow months. Excellent. Do you excellent. have uh, any Lucy. competition? I mean, Lucy. is there another Lucy. boat that does something similar to you? There really isn't. Uh, over by Tampa, they've got some boats over there that uh, they aren't paddle wheel boats or anything like that. But, of course, they, they do have ships where you can get the same type of, you know, they serve food and you can do charters and things like that. But they're running primarily like on the intercoastal. As far as really what we sell here or market to our people is the St. John's River. You know, just the natural beauty and the trees and the wildlife. And, you know, that's that's what we're all about out here. And uh, that is one of the things we do also is, and I mentioned it a few minutes ago, on all of our lunch cruises, I get up and just do typically it's a 15 to 20 minute narration and okay. talk about the river and some of the wildlife well, i tell you what uh, bill we're gonna have to everything. we'll have to pick it up on the other side of the break and once again you're listening to what's the score bill maloney who's we're speaking with of the st john's rivership company that's st john's rivership co.com phone number 321-441-3030 and we'll be right back with more of what's the score We're back. We are What's the Score? By we, I mean myself, Christopher Hart, along with Lucy Polito from Score. And before we get back to the discussion with Bill Maloney and taking a trip up the river, the St. John's River, that is, via the St. John's Rivership Company, just want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, this is a great way, as Bill is going to find out, to get the word out about your business or whatever your organization happens to be, because radio blasts it out to a mass audience and can actually direct that audience as well. Well, made via Salem Surround at surroundorlando.com. They can integrate all of your social media platforms with the radio platform and really blanket the area with your message and get the, to the people that you want to have hear it. And all you have to do is go to surroundorlando.com, find out more, or give them a call right here at Salem Media Group Orlando, 407-618-1760. That's 407-618-1760, surroundorlando.com. And don't forget to tell him that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hart sent you. All right. So uh, once again, we're speaking uh, with Bill and the the St. John's River ship and the, the ship that they use, the boat that they use called the Barber Lee in order to conduct the tours. And, and I was going to ask you, because you were just beginning to describe how you, you sort of give a narration of, uh, I take it, the area and the history as you're doing the part of the cruise. Is that it? Is that what you're beginning yes. to say? And- there's so much history involved with this river. And in fact, I get people all the time that come up to me after I've done my 15 to 20 minute narration. And they're like, you know, you could have talked about this or should have talked about that. And I tell them, I says, I'll be honest with you. I could probably talk for six to eight hours. If you covered everything to do with St. John's and you get in the Sanford and DeBerry and all, all the way back to, you know, when the Seminole Indians were down here and, there's so much stuff to talk about and it's just really a neat area. And one of the things is I've spent, like we talked about earlier, I've been all around the great lakes and it seems like wherever you go, uh, even on the great lakes, we got bigger rivers and things like that. They're industrial areas because everything was growing, you know, outside of Florida and up in that area of the country. 
And Florida back then, of course, was still under Spanish control. So it really missed all of that. And so to have a, a river like this, that there's lots of areas, you're going up the river and you look out and you're seeing the same thing that, you know, the Indians were looking at 500 years ago. And it's it's just really interesting. It's something that's, there are very few places that I know of where you can get an experience like that. Now, I'd like to ask you about the business climate, and you mentioned it uh, a few moments ago in the, in, the, in the prior segment, I believe it was, when you said that uh, you're, you're booking uh, the whole ship. I mean, you're booking uh, every seat in the restaurant type thing, and uh, is, is this, how, how did it affect you uh, d- during the pandemic? You said that uh, you had to pull some tables out, but I presume that you were able to continue the cruises, uh, but wh- how, is the, how is it overall? All the business turning for you actually it's, it's doing very well and because i was really skeptical for a while because when the pandemic hit and of course we were down for six weeks but then we started back up but our travel agents we did so much business with travel agents before and we got to the point where you know the travel agents were having trouble because the costs were up for everything and trying to get buses and trying to get people together. And it just got really tough. So we lost a lot of our travel agents, but it has really filled in with more local people. And there was a time when the entire boat, you might not have an individual guest at a table. You'd have two or three groups on and they filled every seat on the boat. And now it's kind of the opposite. You know, we'll get a, a bus or two once in a while. And but by and large, it's just your, you know, standard clientele of people that live around here or not too far from here. I mean, we do a lot of business with the villages. We've had people come from Melbourne, uh, just the side of Jacksonville. I was surprised. We've had people come down, you know, that far. And it's worked out great. People have been getting here and they don't seem to have any problem. You know, some of them are driving an hour and a half to two hours to get here and they're happy when they leave. And so that's that's what it's all about is just giving our, our guests uh, the best experience they can have and make sure they have good food to eat and all is good. <laughs> well, don't be surprised if you get a passenger or two in the near future that says, hey, are you guy heard on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, that would be great. Yeah. Um, so uh, the the outlook then that uh, Lucy has a question. I'll ask you another one. Go ahead, Lucy. Well, kind of a little bit on a follow up that have you done any kind of major advertising or anything like that? Because to be honest, I, for one, really didn't know about this. And I just think this is a great thing because I happen to like water. So I'm going to be there sooner or later, probably sooner. But, you know, I hadn't I really never had paid attention to it because I had never seen the boat. So I just never assumed that there was uh, any kind of a service like that. Well, to be honest with you, we used to do a lot more advertising than what we're doing right now. Now, like I say, my dad originally started a boat here back in like 1980 or 81. There's been a boat here for so long that uh, every once in a while I'll run into somebody that says, well, I didn't know there was a boat there. And But they're very, very few and far between. Yeah. I, I have way more people come out and say, you know, 
I knew there was a boat here still, and I had a flyer in my drawer in the kitchen from the Rivership Romance from back yeah. 20 years ago when we yeah. went on a cruise. And so I looked around on the Internet and found you, and we get so much more stuff through searches on the Internet and things like that. And, of course, some of the, you know, the few travel agents that are operating right now, we've got a lot of repeat customers with those. But uh, we have not done any big blast with it between, of course, the with what happened with COVID and all that kind of stuff. And we're really just in the last, well, probably eight, 10 months, really getting back up to normal and starting to sell out cruises and all that stuff. And, but it's primarily the, the best thing we can do is have people on the boat that really have a good time and they're happy with the food and the entertainment and they love the scenery that they're going through and they tell their friends and family. And that's, that's the best advertising well, we can have. As they say, word of mouth is the best advertising. So that's true. All right. That is yeah, true. It absolutely is. And we get so many people. We, Yeah, some of the people that have come on that tell us, we used to ask them, you know, how did you hear about us or what? And it was actually to a point, even back when we were spending quite a bit of money on advertising and different things like that, the vast majority, I mean, probably 80% of the people, came from word of mouth from either family members or friends of theirs or people from their community, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's, they're out there. Oh yeah. The the reputation is definitely there. Like you said, there's been a a ship sailing there since uh, 1981. And a lot of people have at one point or another been out there on it. And, or I love to, you know, I used to do some work up there in Sanford. I, I'd take the time if I had time to go by the, the Marina there and just see what was docked. You know, and see if the if there was yeah. a, if the paddle boat was there because it was always to me sort of just an attraction just to go down and take a look at the thing, right? <laughs> you know, and it's it's really helped that Sanford has done such a, a nice job with the downtown area. It has, yeah, yeah. and it has and really come alive. It's in the grown last tremendously. Years. It has really grown tremendously. And I would assume yeah. that that's I would assume that's part of what you're seeing as well as a result of the the extra clientele just because now, you know, people in the area would like to go to the Sanford area there, just like say they might like Park Avenue and Winter Park or something just to take in a day and see what's going on there. So that brings yes. clients more right to your front door, so to speak. Well, and I'm all about, you know, working with local businesses and stuff. And so it's, if nothing else, it kind of makes me feel good that I'm bringing 35,000 people a year through downtown Sanford and they can see the improvements and what's going on and, you know, all the new activities and new business ventures that are happening in Sanford that, you know, whether they do it that day or gives them a great opportunity to plan a trip and, you know, down the road to come back in a see some of these new businesses that are going on. All right, one last question, but it's got to be quick. You need to mention your website because there will be people who are interested in this and they'd like to find you. Yeah, yeah. I know Chris mentioned a couple of times, but the the website, it's the St. John's Rivership CO, and that's S-T-J-O-H-N-S, Rivership, CO.com. All right. And we also have a... Facebook page, and it's under the same thing. If you go in and just do a search for St. John's Rivership, it'll come up. 
And don't forget the phone number, because if you want to make a reservation, it's best to call. That way there's no question about what you're trying to do. 321-441-3030 for the St. John's Rivership Company. 321-441-3030. And that website, again, stjohnsrivershipco.com for the company, stjohnsrivershipco.com and St. John's Rivership on Facebook. Well, Bill, it's been fascinating talking to you. Lucy, we're going to have to put something together and go cruising up the river there. Yeah, I think that's, that would be great. I would love that. Yeah, uh, I'd be looking forward to it. Let's make it happen. I can't thank you guys enough for uh, talking to me, inviting me to be on your show. I would, I've really been looking forward to it ever since I heard about it. All right. Well, we appreciate you well, taking the time to be yes, with us. and we thank uh, you. And wish you all you the luck. All right. Thank you so much. Once again, Bill thank Maloney, St. John's Rivership, stjohnsrivershipco.com, 321-441-3030. And when you book your reservation, please tell them you heard about it on the What's the Score show. We'd appreciate that. And don't forget to sign up for the excellent newsletter at SCORE at orlando.score.org. That way you know everything that SCORE's got going on. And don't forget to like Rich, especially on Facebook at Score Orlando. Until next week, that's going to do it. And we're through with What's the Score? 